God our Savior, as we hear your word read and proclaimed, send your Holy Spirit to be our teacher of faith and truth and show us how we are called to live in the messy middle through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the last book in the Bible, Revelation. I got a new book this last week, a commentary on Revelation, in which two scholars wrote that Revelation was written originally as a word of comfort and hope, but it has become for many a, a word of fear and despair. Revelation is very different from most of the Bible. Part of why this book is harder to understand is that it's in a different style than we are used to. The letters of Paul, by contrast, are written in a style that educated Romans wrote back then, different from our letters, certainly the texts and emails, but similar enough for us to get the picture. In the first chapters of Revelation, there are letters to seven churches, but Revelation has visions of world cataclysm, the plague sequences of the seven seals, trumpets of warning and bowls of wrath, and many concepts and images most folks find scary, strange. For some, Revelation is hard to approach because we know that some of its verses have been twisted by people connected with some awful crimes. Charles Manson, for example. On the other hand, Revelation has inspired great music. Do you know the most famous Revelation-based music? The Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah. That phrase, King of kings and Lord of lords is from the 19th chapter of Revelation. And from Revelation 11, we get the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Phrases that if you know the, the Messiah, you've heard over and over. Well, listen now for the word of the God in Revelation 21, the first seven verses. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. 
Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now do those verses that we read from Revelation 21 sound familiar? They're often read at funerals because they promise comfort and hope. I know I've heard them many, many times and read them at a number of funerals. They hint of eternal life. And before you say, oh, please don't go talking about funerals, let me say again that these verses speak of comfort, hope, and eternal life. We think of eternal life, if we think of it at all, as what happens when life ends. The preacher and writer Frederick Beekner said, but we would do better to think of eternal life as what happens when life begins. And did you hear, did you hear in that first verse the phrase about, and the sea was no more? Well, many of us love the sea, and the beach is a place we commune with God and nature. It's a family vacation spot. We have a family vacationing there today. <laughs> But when Revelation was written, the sea was a symbol of chaos in a place of great danger. And if you think about how out on that island of Patmos where John, the writer of this book of Revelation, where he was, had been exiled, it, the sea was what separated him from his family, his community, the people he loved. Well, one challenge for modern readers like us of Revelation is that many of us are just not familiar with the many, many, many references there to the Old Testament. For example, this idea of a new heaven and a new earth. That came up in Isaiah in the 65th chapter when God told the prophet, for I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. And what will this new Jerusalem, this new heaven and new earth be like? The home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them and they, they will be his peoples and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear. Death no more, mourning, crying, and pain no more. God dwelling with us. That is the language really of covenant. So many of the covenants in the Old Testament use that same kind of language. And wiping away tears, ending death and mourning and crying and pain, it's returning to life as God intended it in the beginning before sin entered the world and soured our relationship with God and with God's children. What about these promises in the last couple of verses we read? Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the water of life. What is said to be done 
is the establishment of God's new world order. In that new order, God ministers to our needs. You've often heard me define sin as anything that gets in the way of us having a right relationship with God or with each other. In God's new world order, sin has been banished. And God will dwell with us. In the book of Revelation, what John was telling his original readers is that Christians must live their lives not out of the present pressures and expediencies, but rather out of the vision of the future that they derive from their faith. The truth is, we live most of our lives not out of the, not only out of the past, but also out of the future. Thinking in terms of what do we plan to be when we grow up? Where would we like to work? What hopes do we have for our children, our grandchildren? Where do we plan to retire and so forth, living out of the future? In the beginning, Genesis tells us, in the beginning, God made things good. And when God makes a new heaven and a new earth, things will be good again. But you and I, we, we live in the messy middle so that we need the fellowship of, with God our Creator, Christ our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit our Guide. We need the wisdom of the inspired Word of God, the Bible. We need the fellowship that you can only find in the church. And we sure do need the awesome power prayer. For now, you and I live in the messy middle, but we walk by faith and we live in hope. Hope for the day that Isaiah prophesied when he wrote, the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Also in Isaiah 25, we read that God will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all the faces and the disgrace of his people he will take away from the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Thanks be to God. God's spirit is poured out upon us to make our hearts strong with love and bold with praise so that we may proclaim God's son Jesus right here and to the ends of the earth. Now may the glory of God fill you with praise, the beauty of Christ strengthen you in service, and the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with peace. Amen.